morning and a welcome back to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome to Mother's Day. Are you ready for an epic Mother's Day? So if you aren't, you're not quite so sure about that. How many of you have an epic mom or an epic grandmother or both? Okay, we've got some epic mothers and epic grandmothers. In fact, we've got, uh, with just some of the games and, uh, and things that we've done a little bit earlier this morning, we've seen quite a few epic individuals. I want to show you just a quick clip about an epic mom. So check, it, uh, check this video out and see if maybe your mother or grandmother is as epic as this one. Last year... She amazed her family. But now... Mom, my science project is due tomorrow. Jeremy hates me. When chaos strikes... Mom, I want to play Xbox. No, it's my turn. Her true powers will be revealed. Hey, honey, your mom said she's going to stop by later. Is that okay? Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Exactly. I'm packing! Nellie, what did you do? How did she know? Gifted by God with the power to read minds. I don't have any homework. No. I mean, I did all my homework. No. Well, I did some of it. No. Fine, I haven't started yet. There's the truth. The wisdom to restore peace. He said, that's it. We're finished. So sick of this texting. What? Let me see that. Uh, wait. This says sick of this testing, not texting. Oh, right. He was taking the ACT. Thanks, Mom. Insight to see the future. I forgot to think of a science project. Yeah, I thought you might. Yes! With a burst of unlimited capacity. And her secret weapon, the look. abilities combine to form the ultimate example of warmth, tenderness, and dignity. So 
maybe you've got the epic mom, you've got the epic grandmother, but we have got some special ladies in this place, and certainly on Mother's Day, we're here to honor and uh, remember our mothers, remember those who have invested in us in such a special way, and uh, we do have a little something uh, special to give out uh, to each of you ladies on your way out of the service today, and you'll be hearing a little bit more and seeing a little bit more about that. But there are a lot of things that we can learn from our mothers. There's a lot of things we can learn from our grandmothers, and hopefully uh, we've been able to take some of those things to heart. Maybe uh, just even thinking back, and you see some of the uh, humorous situations in a video, but you think back to maybe your life and just lessons you've learned from your mom or lessons you've learned from your grandmother. Sometimes even just the, the simple, practical things in life they can teach us about. Well, Jesus was incredible. Jesus used a lot of practical, simple things to communicate truth. And we might talk about them as parables, stories about familiar things that teach spiritual truths. So Jesus did a lot of that using familiar objects. He, he talked about pearls, and he talked about fields, and he talked about sowing seed. He would reach and connect with the community and the people that he was around so that they would understand the point he was trying to make. Well, I'd come across this illustration, and it was from a, uh, a parenting website, and it was about lessons to be learned from a pencil. And I thought, you know, that would be an interesting one to kind of take at and take the, the spiritual slant on things. What are some things that we can learn, spiritual life lessons from a pencil? Now, we all, not just mothers, not just grandmothers, uh, we all have used pencils and colored pencils. And so uh, on your way out today, all of you ladies, uh, you will have your choice of a couple of colored pencils, as well as a, a pretty nice adult coloring book. This is entitled My Strength and My Song. It's an inspirational coloring book uh, with all different types of scriptures and uh, Bible verses and things for you. So a, a very, very uh, nice opportunity for you to kind of put something into practice because this morning we're going to look at spiritual life lessons from a pencil. And specifically, you're going to be going home with some colored pencils, but the truths contained applies to the pencils, applies to the colored pencils the same. So we'll take a look at some spiritual life lessons from a pencil. Lesson number one. This is where I'd encourage you to maybe jot down some notes. You can use the back of your uh, bulletin. You can use a, a notebook page. But this would be something maybe to kind of even slip in that coloring book that as you pull out the pencils or you pull out some colored pencils or maybe uh, as you would maybe color one of these things, you would be able to reflect on some of the thoughts behind, some of the lessons spiritually contained in something simple as a pencil or a colored pencil. Spiritual lesson number one from a pencil is this. Understand that everything you do will leave a mark. Everything you do will leave a mark. 
whether it's a regular pencil, whether it's a colored pencil like this, the purpose of a pencil is to leave a mark. Now, many of you moms, uh, grandmothers, maybe you have found some marks in places where there shouldn't be marks. Maybe you found some coloring all up and down some of your bedroom walls. Maybe you have found certain uh, important documents or work papers that uh, the little ones have thought was scratch paper and they just went crazy on it. But the purpose of this simple utensil, this item, is to leave a mark. That's the function of a pencil. That is the purpose of a pencil. You don't purchase a pencil or a, or a box of pencils to put this on your shelf and just stare at it and say, wow, that's pretty. Now, you're welcome to. You're welcome to keep this on your shelf. Maybe you, you pick one as a reminder and use that to maybe remind yourself spiritually of this message today. But the, the purpose of a pencil is this is to be used to color to make notes, to write, to draw, to do all kinds of things by writing them. You have a pencil to use it. Colossians 3.17 reads like this, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now, it starts with that interesting word, whatever. It's been repurposed in modern day and time and language. That word, whatever, can be said many different ways with many different meanings uh, based on many different sounds. Whatever can be used so many different ways. In this context, Paul is writing and saying, in whatever way possible, what I'm about to say counts. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, were to do it and to be used as unto the Lord. Sometimes we might forget about the fact that everything we do, everything we say, makes and leaves a mark. That's an exciting and a scary proposition, right? It's exciting because we have the opportunity to impact, to influence, to leave a mark as we point and guide others in hopefully the right and godly direction. But it's a scary proposition in the fact that many times the things that we say and the things that we do aren't the most positive. The purpose of the pencil is to leave a mark. The purpose of you and I is to leave a mark, leave an impact in other people's lives. And certainly our words and our deeds are opportunities and ways that we can do that. And sometimes we think about the one and we forget about the other. Sometimes we're so focused on our words, we forget about and don't really pay attention to what our actions are saying. 
Sometimes we're so focused on our actions and what we do, we don't think about the words we speak and how they're coming out. Paul's saying, either way, whatever you do, whether it's word or deed, all that we do, leave a mark, make an impact, and do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. See, these pencils, colored pencils, they can be used anywhere and literally everywhere. You don't need to worry about whether there's ink inside, there's a lead or the the colored lead inside. You've got the opportunity to make a mark. You don't have to uh, hold it a certain way. Upside down will write just the same as right side up. Can't quite do that with a lot of pens. So however and wherever you might choose to use a pencil, it's going to make a mark. That spiritual Life lesson, that spiritual reminder for us is the fact that wherever and however you and I might be connecting and interacting with others, our words and our deeds will leave a mark. What kind of mark will you leave behind? What kind of words will you and I leave behind? Not just as mothers and grandmothers, though we are honoring and recognizing those special individuals, this is a message for each and every one of us. What kind of words will we use? Words to build up and to encourage? Words to tear down, discourage? What kind of actions will we take part in, one with another, in our families, in our homes, in our lives, in our communities, our jobs, our schools? Remember, everything you and I do will leave a mark. Make that mark, make that impact, make that difference for God in whatever you do. Secondly, second spiritual life lesson from a pencil is this. What's inside is most important. See, it's what's on the inside that's most important. We can look at the outside, we can look at the box, we can look at the the outside of this pencil as to how it's designed and what kind of graphics might be on there, and that's all good and fine, but the worthwhile use of a pencil comes from what's inside, the lead of a pencil, the color of a colored pencil. And many times in our own lives, we can get so wrapped up one with another when it comes to people about the external. When it comes to pencils, you know, these in particular, these are Crayola pencils. For some, you know, I say, wow, if I'm going to have a pencil or if I'm going to have a crayon, it's got to be Crayola. For some people, we've got to look at that brand name or There's some other specifics. When you use a regular pencil in school, what type of pencils do we use for certain tests and Scantron tests? Number two. Don't walk in here with the number one. Don't think about coming in here with the number three. Best be a number two. Has to do with the 
hardness and yet softness of the lead. Apparently, one of them is too hard and one of them is too soft. And number two is just right. Right? So those are specifics. When you look at a pencil, if you've got to get certain pencils for school, you've got to look at the outside. You've got to look at the box and come up with a number two pencil. But the reality is the use and the impact of that pencil, it's based on what's on the inside. Whether it's Crayola or not, whether it's a number two pencil or not, if it's got lead, if it's got the color on the inside, it will be used and function properly. Sometimes in our human life of existence, we get to looking at the outside, stuff we see about people, how somebody looks, how somebody dresses, color of the skin color of the hair, and we form particular ideas about people based on the outside. just got really, really quiet. I know, it, nobody in this church does that. It, it's the people in the church down the road, just, just, so you're, just so you know. Nobody in this church, I'm sure nobody in this church, it's everybody else down the road. But those other people, and yet sometimes we do the same. We can make judgments based on the outside of what we see with an individual. But what's truly important is what's on the inside of us. Here's how we see this in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. This is Samuel, who's the prophet, God speaks to him to come see Jesse and his sons, and he's going to find one of those sons and anoint him to be king over Israel. So here's Samuel, this man of God, this prophet of God, and he comes and he finds Jesse, who invites his sons to pass in front of him, and he's confronted with what seems to be some pretty sharp-looking on the external sons. And he thinks, surely this is the one God was talking about. This is the one that I'm going to anoint as the king. This is the one that God has sent me here for, as he's looking at the person, as he's looking at the exterior. And just as he's making those snap judgments, sometimes we do the same thing. We look at somebody on their color of skin. We look at somebody on the color of hair, whether they have hair or not, what kind of clothes they wear or lack of clothes. And, and we make decisions or judgments based on that. And so what's interesting is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, the Lord said to Samuel, this is God speaking to the man of God, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. He's saying, listen, you're, you're kind of doing some of these same things, Samuel. You're looking, and this son, boy, he seems physically to be what you might think of when you think of who the next king might be. But that's not the one, and this isn't the one. He said, don't judge, don't look at the height or appearance, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God looks deep within at who we are, 
not our outside externals. God doesn't rate our hair. God doesn't rate our clothing. God simply wants us. Aren't you thankful for that? Because, you know, when it it comes to today's day and age and technology, you can pull one of these cell phones out and you can download some apps, whether it's an app called Tinder or an app called Hot or Not, and you can look at that and based on a picture, one image, one picture, you make a judgment. Do you like what you see or do you not? Do you want to try to connect with this person or do you not? Swipe left, swipe right. Make a judgment, boom, based on the outside, based on the external, based on a picture. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that with us? That we're not subjected to a swipe left or a swipe right to say, God, have I done enough? Have I, have I looked enough of a certain way that you would want to have this relationship with me, to love and to care for me, to give your son Jesus Christ for me? It's not based upon the external. It's based upon what's inside. I'm thankful that God loves and cares and reaches out to absolutely everyone. Let us be God's hands. Let us be God's feet. Let us then reach out to everyone. Not basing things off of the external, but looking as God sees, looking into the heart, into who someone is. It's a reminder, not just for moms, not just for grandparents, kids, youth, adults. What's inside is what's most important. Third spiritual life lesson from a pencil is this, and it's why you have or will have this particular kind of colored pencil. Life lesson number three is this, mistakes can be corrected. We found Crayola erasable colored pencils. Most pencils will have erasers on them, but wanting to find you some colored pencils to color in some of these books, you've got a large eraser on this colored pencil. How many of you have ever, as an even one time in your life, made a mistake with a pencil. You wrote down the wrong number. You wrote down the wrong word. You spelled it with the wrong letter. And you had to use this rubbery substance on the top to flip your pencil over and erase. You did that because you made a mistake. When you made a mistake on your test, you didn't go up to your teacher and hand the paper in and say, excuse me, teacher, I need a new one. I made a mistake. Now, some of you would want to try that just to see what your teacher would say. Don't. But you don't don't hand the test in and get a new one because you make a mistake. You simply erase the mistake. And if some of you in your coloring of pages or pages in your book, when you make a mistake, you're able to do the same thing. You simply find the 
eraser end and erase out, eliminate, remove your mistake. Now, I'll ask you another question. How many of you this morning have ever in your life, even once, made some kind of actual life mistake? You said the wrong thing. You didn't say something when you should have. You did the wrong thing. You didn't do something when you should have. Uh, the, the better question is, how long has it been since you made your last one? Let's, let's get down to the seconds, right? No, we mess up. We make mistakes. That's what happens in life. That's what happens for us as humans. We think, man, I've messed up. Now what? Here's the good news. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. You've heard me use it quite a bit in the conclusion of many of our messages and altar times. 1 John 1, 9. He says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, the bad news in Scripture says we've all sinned, we've all done wrong, we have all messed up royally. We've done some bad stuff. I mean, it's as if you know, we, we would take what's supposed to be this beautiful pretty picture and we just took a just took a handful of stuff and just smeared and and just swiped and just really made no effort we completely messed up what should have been a beautiful picture our life of sin bible also says that the wages of our sin what we earn because of our sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life so we've all sinned we've all messed up and that's bad news. The good news is, if we confess, when we come to God and we say, God, I've blown it, I've messed up, forgive me. If we confess, he will forgive. It's like he would get out his spiritual eraser to erase, remove, eliminate our sins. We've got to come to him. We've got to ask and confess those sins to him. See, the good news is God doesn't take, he doesn't throw us away. He's able to cleanse. He's able to forgive. He's able to give us that brand new start. And it's a great reminder. It's a, a reason why your pencils will have an eraser on them. Not every colored pencil does. I want to make sure we got that thought in. Our mistakes, our sins can be forgiven and can be corrected. Spiritual life lesson number four. Sharpening is for our own good. Sharpening is for our own good. Obviously, in one hand, I've got a colored pencil I've selected. I, I picked a blue one. We'll let you make your choice. We've got all different kinds of colors for you. In my other hand here, this is one of those infamous number two pencils. And it is not sharpened. It is, it is flat on that side. You see, unfortunately, I can't just pick up this number two pencil 
go to school or go to the office and just start down taking tests or jotting down notes, it would be awful hard to try to make any mark with this pencil. It hasn't been sharpened yet. So we've got to take it to a sharpener, whether that's one of the teeny little ones that you sharpen by hand or whether it's a, kind of that old-style crank where it's, it's fastened to a piece of wood and you put the pencil in and you, you turn the crank or one of the electric pencil sharpeners where you simply stick it in and hold it there. Each of those three opportunities of sharpening does the same thing. It takes this pencil... And it takes some gears and it grinds and it cuts and it shaves away at this pencil to leave a pointed writing end. Now, if you were the pencil, you'd probably say, Ouch! Stop! You're hurting me! And yet, that's what needs to take place for this pencil to be able to be used and have the pointed edge. It goes through the grinding. It goes through the sharpening process. Now think about that in the spiritual. You and I really don't like the sharpening process. You and I really don't like those hardships and troubles and trials and difficulties. We don't like that, you know, those hard edges are being kind of shaved and scraped and cut away. Some of those unnecessary things revealing then that inner point and the opportunity of leaving the mark and the impact. Here's what the book of Hebrews in chapter 12 has to say. The author in verse 5 says, Do not make light of the Lord's discipline." Do not lose heart when he rebukes you. You think of that process as the sharpening. Verse 6, it says, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. Verse 10, God disciplines us for our good. Verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The author says, don't lose sight of this process. Don't make light of his discipline. Don't lose heart when you go through it. In the book of James, chapter 1, he mentions the same thing. To count in all joy, my brothers, when you go through hardships and trials and difficulties. And you and I are saying, what? Joy? I don't want joy. I don't want hardship. I don't want difficulty. I want smooth sailing. So we want all the blessings of the point of the pencil without the sharpening process that gets it to be that way. Spiritually understand, you and I go through hardships and difficulties, many of which are of our own choosing, many of which are the choices and decisions that we make, but yet we also know God will allow and God will bring certain things into our lives to sharpen us, to equip us for what is to come. Our life is not smooth sailing. We'd love it to be that way. We'd love it to be simple and smooth and easy, but sometimes 
difficulties come. And that grinder of life shaves away different parts of our, our lives. Understand, sharpening is for our own good. The hardships that we go through, trials <coughs> and challenges that we go through, God's able to take those and even use those things for our good. Only He can do that. Only He can do that. Finally, this morning, spiritual life lesson, our final one. Allow yourself to be held and guided. Allow yourself to be held and guided. Greatest pencil in the world can't do anything all by itself. Ladies, as you go home with one of these beautiful coloring books <coughs> and a couple of colored pencils, you can take that colored pencil and you can place it in your book. Nothing's going to happen. I guarantee you. It's a great pencil. You might have picked the absolute best color, which is blue, by the way, in case you were wondering. It's blue. Repeat it with me, blue. Your favorite color might be different. But you can pick the absolute best color, and you can shave it and sharpen it until it is perfectly pointed. Place it inside. Not one thing is going to happen with that pencil laying on top of that book. How does that colored pencil leave its mark? How does that pencil leave its mark on a child's homework page? How does it scratch out the lyrics to a song? How does it come up with a business plan or promotion or proposal? That pencil must be picked up and held in someone's hand. Doesn't matter left or right. It's got to be in someone's hand. When that happens, incredible things can take place. That hand is able to guide and direct and color ever so specifically. If you look at one of these sheets that we photocopied, it's a beautiful heart, but it's pretty detailed. To be able to color inside the lines of something like this, it requires skill and effort and concentration and dexterity of the one in whom holding this pencil. For this pencil to leave a mark, make an impact, it must be held, it must be guided by someone's hand. For you and I, in our life and in our walk with God, we must allow ourselves to be held, to be guided, to be in His hands. We've got to place our lives in the hands of the Master. Here's what Psalm 31.5 says. It's something that Jesus quotes in some of His last hours on earth. Psalm 31.5 says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. 
Just 10 verses later in Psalm 31, 15, the psalmist says, My times are in your hands. He's saying, I'm placing all of who I am, my life, my times, everything about me, God, it's in your hands. Let me see Jesus quoting that. Luke 23, verse 46, as he's nailed to the cross, Jesus called out with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. See, what happens with you and I is we want to guide and direct and plan our own life. Because we're awesome and we've got it all figured out, right? So we're going we're gonna to take that pencil of our life and we're going to put that in the book and we say, I've got the plan and purpose, it's just going to go well. But until we really surrender, until we give our lives to God, place our lives into His hands, nothing of substance is going to take shape. Have you committed your life to the Lord? Have you surrendered your heart and your life, placing your life in His hands and into His care? See, we're yielding to his plan, yielding to his power, yielding to his purpose, yielding to his timing instead of our own. Very simple utensil. And from the looks of it, there's a bunch of them represented in your purses. Pencils, colored pencils. But these principles from something very simple hopefully will encourage and remind us spiritually that everything you and I do will leave a mark. Will remind us that what's inside is what's most important. Will remind us that our sins, our mistakes can be forgiven, can be corrected. Will remind us that sharpening is for our own good. And will remind us to allow ourselves to be held and guided and directed by the hand of God. 